Hello and welcome. It is Eric Erickson here. I'll get out the phone number and stuff in a minute, but there's some breaking news I need to bring you up to speed with that is happening at this moment. Iranian-backed militants have stormed the U.S. Embassy in Yemen. They have seized hostages and equipment. The State Department is working to secure the release of those hostages. An Iran-backed terrorist group has stormed the U.S. Embassy in Sana'a, Yemen. Uh, U.S. officials have confirmed to the Washington Free Beacon. You will notice this is only just now starting to become a national story. It is happening uh, news hitting the wires here seven after the hour. It is noon if you're listening in delay. The State Department has confirmed that the staffers uh, have been taken hostage by the militants and property has been stolen after breaching the U.S. facility uh, in Sana'a in Yemen. It houses U.S. Embassy staff. Uh, there was suspension of operations there in 2015, but there were still staffers working. These are not American citizens that have been taken. These have been Yemeni citizens who are working for the American embassy. They have been pulled out of the embassy. Their location is not known and equipment that had been housed at the embassy has also been stake, uh, taken. The Biden administration is saying right now it intends to use diplomatic efforts to secure the release of American staff and the vacating of the compound, including through our international partners. Now, when he says the American staff, he does mean Yemeni citizens, no American personnel taken captive there, but it just goes to show uh, that the rest of the world understands uh, American power seems to be on the wane under Joe Biden, who does not intend to aggressively assert American authority. That's that's a problem. Uh, this is happening right now. Again, uh, the U.S. Embassy in Sana'a, Yemen, has been stormed and personnel captured by Houthi rebels who are uh, terrorists backed by Iran. They have also taken equipment out of the embassy. The location for where the hostages are is not yet known. I'll keep an eye on the story as it is currently developing. Now, welcome. It is Eric Erickson here. The phone number is... 877-973-7425, 877-973-7425 if you want to be a part of this here program. I would like to thank the veterans. Now, we do things differently in this country from the rest of the world. When World War I concluded, it was considered the war to end all wars. Little did they know. It coincided with the mobilization of 70 million personnel, 60 million Europeans, was the largest war in history, one of them, and one of the deadliest conflicts in world history. 8.5 million combatants died, 13 million civilians died. There were associated genocides and the Spanish flu epidemic as well. It started with the assassination of Archduke Franz Ferdinand in Sarajevo. Austria-Hungary issued an ultimatum to Serbia. The Serbians did not comply. A bunch of alliances then applied pressure. And Europe divided into coalitions, the Triple Entente and the Triple Alliance of Germany. On the 11th hour of the 11th day of the 11th month of 1918, the guns of August finally fell silent. 
leaving massive devastation in their wake. Now, the Americans do not celebrate Remembrance Day on 11-11. We celebrate Veterans Day. We did not really have an official Veterans Day until thereafter. We already had Memorial Day because this country in the 1860s had been torn apart by a war. It was only in the last five years that the accumulated deaths of American military personnel of all other wars combined matched the death toll of our Civil War. Yeah, let me say that again because this is a historic fact of that puts the American Civil War in perspective. All of the American soldier military deaths of World War I and World War II and the Spanish-American War and the Revolutionary War and the War of 1812 and the Gulf War and all other American wars combined still did not equal the death toll of American personnel in the Civil War. That's how brutal our Civil War was. It took until the last five years with deaths in Iraq and Afghanistan to finally get the non-Civil War military deaths to equal and then exceed the Civil War deaths. So we had Memorial Day. So we had to decide what to do when the rest of the world declared Remembrance Day on November 11th. Now, I need to put this in perspective for all of you. This is this is important history. World War One upended class society in Europe. Monarchies came crashing down as the Bolsheviks were on the rise. And in Great Britain in particular, it was the beginning of the end of their imperial ambitions. The war was costly. Men went to war as valets to princes and dukes and came back ready to be shopkeepers if they came back at all. There were entire towns in Great Britain that lost every man and teenage boy then living in those towns. Towns in Great Britain disappeared overnight. The women went elsewhere with their children because the teenage boys and the men who went off to war, none of them came home. That's how devastating World War War World War One was to Europe. You can fly over Europe and still see the scars. You see the scars and you think they're the scars of World War II, but when World War II, they used many of the same battlements and bulwarks and ramparts. It was a horrifying war that upended world history, and they just presumed it was so terrible, so awful, the greatest war the planet had ever seen, and it was a global war because we were talking about global empires that clashed. Not a part of the world was left unturned, and in fact, the Germans tried to convince the Mexicans to invade the United States in World War I, and they nearly did. And so we have a pause on November 11th because it was such a global calamity and fighting all over the world that they had to set a date several weeks in the future for word to get out that it was time to stop fighting. And so the guns began to fall silent, but they were still firing shots at each other up until the last minute in some parts of the planet. And so at 11 o'clock a.m. on the nose, on the 11th day, of the 11th month of 1918, 
The guns of August, as they referred to them, fell silent. And we in this country honor our veterans today. And I thank you all very much for your service and your sacrifice. And I hope that each generation of Americans that comes forward appreciates uh, that you put the rest of us before yourself in sometimes uh, miserable conditions in order to keep our country safe. And that leads me to a point. And now I got to make a political point. The Biden administration is considering paying $450,000 to illegal aliens. The Trump administration, in order to discourage illegal aliens from crossing into this country and also to rule out and stop human trafficking of children, separated families at the American border. Those families, in some cases, were not actually the parents of the kids. In some cases, they were people paid to take other people's kids to this country. We shouldn't dance over that fact that there is a major human trafficking operation that goes on at the southern border. In fact, um, my buddy Congressman Chip Roy from Texas was telling me just a few weeks ago that uh, the Texas law enforcement agencies broke up a ring. Uh, It was an American, an American citizen helping a Mexican cartel smuggle people across the border and divert them into human trafficking. These people came across the border in the back of a car, hidden. They thought they were coming to freedom in the United States, and instead they were routed to a safe house to be processed by the Mexican drug cartels into being human sex slaves in the United States. And thankfully, they were spared. The Trump administration separated families at the border as an act of discouragement, but also as an act of safety for the children to make sure they were not being trafficked. Some illegal aliens have sued, saying it caused them emotional trauma. Now, these are people who journeyed by foot or hidden in vehicles by coyotes connected to the Mexican drug cartels to come to this country. They traveled across the length of Central America, and they think that being separated at the border is what caused them emotional trauma. And they sued. The Biden administration, instead of fighting this nonsense in court, wants to settle with them and enact policies that prevent us from ever being able to separate families and children again at the border, which is absurd. And in doing so, they want to pay these people $450,000 a family. If you're an American soldier and we honor you today on Veterans Day, and instead we have to honor you on Memorial Day because you've been killed at war, your family does not get that money doesn't get anywhere near that money. The families of the fallen do not. The victims of 9-11 did not. Those soldiers who were blown up in Afghanistan in August, their families won't get that amount of money. But the Biden administration wants to pay illegal aliens who are separated at the border that amount of money for their trauma. 
the ads on this right in themselves. The ads on this for the Republicans next year are going to be devastating to the Democrats. And at this point, I do think if you're a Democrat, you do have to wonder, is the does the Biden administration have a strategy to mitigate the midterms? Because I can't understand how this mitigates the midterms. You know who's furious about this, don't you? Illegal Hispanic voters in this country, legal residents in this country who have become citizens who are Hispanic are furious that they came here the right way and will get nothing. And the illegal aliens who broke the law and came here are going to get $450,000. And by the way, the Biden administration tried to deny it. And it turns out it's true, and now they're rushing to own it as best they can. This is just absurd. And this is where we are. It is genuinely absurd. Joe Biden told Pete Ducey at uh, Fox News that his reporting on this was absurd, that it wasn't true. And then the administration came out and said, yes, yes, actually, it is true. It is true. If you're a veteran in this country, you are forced to use the VA. You can't use the best health care in this country. You got to use the VA. There was a situation here in Atlanta, Georgia. WSP TV in Atlanta broke the story, I think, the other day. That's uh, a veteran went to a VA hospital, was found to have cancer, was supposed to be scheduled for an MRI. They never actually scheduled the MRI. When he came back in extreme condition, it was too late. He died. That man's not going to get $450,000 in compensation. If you are a veteran, you don't get that compensation. If you have a loved one who was in the military and died, you don't get that compensation. But if you're an illegal alien who was separated at the border to make sure the kids were safe, you're going to get that from the Biden administration. Again, if you're a Democrat, you really got to look at this stuff and say, does this administration have a plan to mitigate the historic turn of events in midterm elections where the party of the White House tends to lose? It seems like they're trying to make the losses even deeper by doing stuff like this. This is going to promote a backlash. Pay, Pay attention to this in New Jersey and in Virginia. The areas of those two states that swung the hardest to the GOP are Hispanic neighborhoods because of stuff like this. It's absurd, and the ads write themselves. The phone number is 877-97-ERIC, 877-973-7425. I I know I was going to put this off, but I can't. I, I can't. You know, I have learned something important as my career has taken off i've learned something i i didn't think when i started radio that i would be able to make a lot of good friends after getting on radio and i actually have but over time i've realized i gotta be able to distinguish who are the people who are my friends And who are the people who are friends with a guy on the radio? Because there is a difference. You you may not realize it, but there's a difference. And, And I can tell you in my life how the difference shapes itself is overwhelmingly my friends are the people who never talk to me about politics. 
the friends with the guy on the radio or the people who only talk about politics, who who randomly text trying to get some insider knowledge on what's going on. My, my friends don't do that, but people who are friends with the guy on the radio, they do, and, and it's fine. I just have to be be careful and have uh, different parameters for my relationships with, with those two groups of people that, oh, these are friends with the guy on the radio. The, these are actually Eric Erickson's friends. And one of the most annoying habits now is that I will put something on social media and the people who are friends with the guy on the radio want to text me and and argue about it, debate it. Uh, they, they don't just want to let it slide. That uh, Many of them want to be ideological enforcers for their tribe. Which gets me to my controversial tweet of the day that has people texting me who are friends with the guy on the radio, not actually my friends. And I'm on this being somewhat flippant. Generally, that's the rule. But y'all, I'm sorry. I still got my freaking boxes of Halloween decorations on the front porch. I haven't carried up to the attic. How the hell do you people got your Christmas tree up? I, I have no idea how, what on earth are you people doing? You've got your Christmas decorations. It's not even Thanksgiving. You don't have your, your like, like ornamental turkey and cornucopia on the, on the table. You've got the elves and the reindeer already. What are you people doing? You've got an entire holiday between Halloween and Christmas, and you've already decked out for the next one. It looks like Mrs. Claus herself has barfed all over your house. I just, I, I have no idea what you people are thinking. Part of me is, now listen, I go out for Christmas. If I could hire someone to wrap all the trees in my yard and lights, I would do it. If I could find someone to come do that, as it is, I go all out for Christmas. I mean, I start on Thanksgiving, put my, it drives my wife crazy. And on top of it, it drives my wife crazy because as smart, reasonable people who don't work for me <clears throat> know, there are 12 days of Christmas and they begin on December 25th and they run through Epiphany and you are not allowed to take your Christmas decorations down until Epiphany. Your lights must turn off the night of the 5th before you roll into Epiphany and then it starts Mardi Gras season. This is how it's done. Now, of course, I'm from South Louisiana. It may differ from some of you, but this is how it's done. But you don't put your Christmas tree up until Thanksgiving. I've got friends who had their Christmas tree up November 1st, they made it some sort of All Saints Day celebration that they took in the, the, the dragons and the witches and the ghosts and the pumpkins and they put up their Christmas tree and little elves everywhere and the, the little reindeer in the front yard that if you're smart, you go through and you, you put one on the back of the other and it makes it look really like terrible for the people who live there. But it's really funny if you do it. Not that I've ever done that before in a youth group, <clears throat> but I just don't understand how it is that people have decided now before Thanksgiving is the time to fully decorate for Christmas. And then the people who are arguing with me in text message about it. Hi there. It's Eric Erickson here. The phone number is 877-973-7425. Let's go to the phones. John, you're going to be up first. Welcome to the program. Hi, Eric. How are you doing? Hi. Great. How are you? Great. I was just wondering uh, when you mentioned about the attack in Yemen, of how much of that, uh, how much money came from President Barack Obama, the real terrorist in the country. Uh, Probably most of it. 
Yes, sir. That's, I mean, uh, look, I, I, I don't think it's a coincidence. The, the Iranians, now, for those of you who weren't here at the beginning of the show, uh, Houthi rebels who are terrorists in Yemen have stormed the American embassy, uh, hauled away the, the staff who worked there to parts unknown and a lot of the equipment. Uh, this news has happened in the last hour or so. No Americans, just Yemeni staff were servicing the embassy. And yeah, yeah, you know, John, you make a great point that the Iranians were able to use that money uh, and we saw an actual escalation in terrorist activity related to the Iranians after they got the money. Yes, sir. And the Biden administration, of course. Yeah, absolutely. The Biden administration wants to give many more money. He wants to give them more. Uh, just absolutely terrible, terrible foreign policy by the Biden administration. Y'all, I got to shift gears. I was actually going to start the show with this until that news broke. Uh, I want to play for you a montage my friends at Grabian put together. The media and their meltdown about Aaron Rodgers. As you know, Aaron Rodgers has COVID. Aaron Rodgers has not had COVID before. He only just got it. It was found through the NFL testing protocols. Aaron Rodgers had led people to believe he was vaccinated. He never said he was, but he led people to believe he was. And this is the reaction from the American mainstream media, including the sports media. I can't even believe Aaron Rodgers did this, Skip. I have so I have lost so much respect. I'm ashamed of him right now. I think we're seeing a very different side of Aaron Rodgers. And I think we're seeing a side of Aaron Rodgers that people are really, really disgusted by. I'm making the decision that's based on what's best for me and my own health. And for me, it was a no-brainer. He literally is sitting home because he might kill someone. First, he, he endangers people's lives. Then he doesn't take responsibility and makes up some story. Then he blames the woke crowd. He, he should speak at the Republican convention. The problem with this is it is so political. And health should not be political. He gave this interview on Friday that was just... It was just so damaging, uh, promoting conspiracy theories, attacking the cancel culture and the woke mob, you know, saying how Joe Rogan was his expert analysis. While he says he talks to Harvard MDs about stuff, it was Joe Rogan that really guided him. He took stuff that is for horses. Ivermectin is a cattle dewormer. Sorry, folks, that's what it is. The embarrassment was going to begin as soon as he pointed out Joe Rogan as one of his touchstones of his critical thinking. I'm going to critically think about what's best for my own health. I'm not judging anybody else. What we've got today with this interview is a public figure spreading misinformation. Aaron Rodgers is comfortable sitting down for 50 minutes and spewing verbal diarrhea that we can all react to. It is a devastating prospect, uh, the ramifications of what this guy is doing and what he's saying. He sounds like a crackpot. Have they talked about exercise, a healthy diet, like eating real food, drinking water, taking vitamins, vitamin D deficiency and, and what that causes in the body. No, there hasn't been any of that. I, I think that was a, a rant um, that went off the rails several times, uh, divorced from reality at, at almost every turn. You came across as a national embarrassment. Do you think Aaron Rodgers set the dumb jock stereotype back? I'm going to have the best immunity possible now based on the 2.5 million person study from Israel that the people who get COVID and recover have the most robust immunity. For him to perpetuate that, um, I guess it just shows us that he doesn't care. I'm an athlete, I'm not an activist. So I'm gonna get back to doing what I do best. And that's and that's playing ball. Thank you to Grabian for putting that together. The, the, the level of unhingedness here. Aaron Rodgers did obfuscate at best, lie at worst about whether or not he had the COVID vaccine. 
the media is treating this as some sort of crime. I, I have a theory about the media coverage we're seeing of COVID. Uh, e even now, as far removed as we are, cases are in decline around the nation. Uh, the the rates here in Georgia are actually staggeringly low, uh, as, as low as they have been in quite some time. And in most of the nation, they're going down. Uh, deaths are definitely going down now among those who are vaccinated. We've got a lot of data out there that shows we are definitely moving to turn a quarter in this country and, and, and probably have. But the media conversation of this continues to be one of hysteria and despair. Aaron Rodgers is a healthy quarterback for the Green Bay Packers. The data has always shown that the healthier you are, the less likely you are to have a bad case. If anything, most likely to be asymptomatic, very much like with kids. Kids tend to have asymptomatic reactions, and yet the media is scrambling, demanding everyone get their kid vaccinated when they're the ones who are going to have the, the least difficult time with it. But what about others? But what about others? It could spread to others. Well, get yourself vaccinated and don't worry about it. Yes, you could still get COVID, but the odds of you getting a bad case are very small. The odds of you getting hospitalized are even smaller, and the odds of dying are even, even smaller than that. And now we've got other treatments as well, medical treatments from Pfizer and um, Merck pills that show dramatic, dramatic benefit. Here's my theory. I think the American press corps, which largely has resided in New York and Los Angeles, mostly New York, has post-traumatic stress disorder from COVID. I think they have PTSD. I do. I think uh, covering the death toll, living in New York, seeing overwhelmed hospitals, knowing so many people who died, not being able to say goodbye, I think the media, overall, the national media, has PTSD related to COVID. I think reporters were traumatized by what they lived through. Now, most of us in this country, most of us in the United States don't really have an appreciation for what people in New York went through. Meat, food truck meat lockers, chill, uh, chill containers had to be brought into hospitals to store the dead. New York went right up through the uh, Chinese New Year celebration, denying that COVID was going to have community spread, encouraging people to get out of their houses. It was only around uh, St. Patrick's Day in March of last year that Bill de Blasio and the public health officials in New York who had been encouraging everyone to get out and party were suddenly like, whoa, 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 wait a second, guys. By then it was too late. COVID was beginning to overwhelm hospitals in New York City. Multiple reporters, cameramen, directors, producers, editors at major news networks died. Family members died. It was actually really bad. There's no denying it was bad. But I don't think we should deny that that caused trauma to members of the press corps who report on COVID. And so they can't get beyond what happened then. The level of hysteria over Aaron Rodgers is disproportionate to what actually happened. At no point were reporters who covered Aaron Rodgers in danger of dying, particularly considering they're all vaccinated. That wasn't going to happen. 
but they can't move on from it. And here, this is this is important. They can't move on from it, and therefore they cannot let us move on from it. They will not let it go. Look at the quest now to get five-year-olds vaccinated in the media. Matthew McConaughey is someone members of the press corps have campaigned to get to run for governor in Texas. They perceive him to be a progressive. They think he would beat Greg Abbott, the incumbent Republican governor. So it's it's been an open media campaign across news networks, celebrity outlets and the like to get Matthew McConaughey to run for governor. And McConaughey had the audacity to come out the other day and say, He didn't think five-year-olds needed to be vaccinated against COVID. And scientifically, Matthew McConaughey is right. No five-year-old needs to be vaccinated unless they have immune compromise system or other health conditions. But a normal, healthy five-year-old, they don't need to be vaccinated. If you want to, go for it, but they don't need it. They don't need it because... Children are the least likely group of people to be susceptible to bad COVID. In fact, overwhelmingly, not in all cases, but overwhelmingly, kids get asymptomatic cases. You never even know they have it. Maybe they have the sniffles. That's it. And the media's like, but they could spread it to other people. They could spread it to other people. Well, get yourself vaccinated. It's one of my reasons for not being down with this idea for vaccine mandates for kids or telling parents they have to do it because what you're essentially doing is you're forcing your kid to take a vaccine because other people won't take the vaccine. And I think it's terrible healthcare policy to force your kid to get a vaccine because the adults won't do it. This is different from the MMR because the MMR, measles, mumps, rubella, spreads rapidly through kids and has very catastrophic consequences or can among kids. So kids in school spreading it to other kids, you want them to have that vaccine. And by the way, the MMR wipes out those. You're not going to get those diseases, except in very rare cases. With COVID, we now know it's less rare to have a breakthrough case after vaccination. They are completely different. To, To compare the MMR to the COVID vaccine is to not be using science but emotion. And the media seems to be terribly, terribly traumatized by COVID. They can't have rational discussions about COVID anymore. They're, they're not capable. The, the American press corps as a whole is incapable of dealing with COVID because I'm convinced they have PTSD from it, from their coverage, from living in New York. So Aaron Rodgers gets covid Aaron Rodgers had obfuscated at best, lied at worst that he had had COVID in the past. Aaron Rodgers gets COVID and he does a treatment after consulting with Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan, keep in mind, consulted with his doctor. Aaron Rodgers says he consults with doctors, but he has the audacity to name check Joe Rogan. And Aaron Rodgers takes ivermectin. And I got to tell you, despite what the media says, despite what the, the FDA has said, I know a ton of doctors who have prescribed ivermectin, not because it's a horse dewormer, but because it has real good anti-inflammatory properties. And one of the serious problems with COVID is if left unchecked, it can cause inflammation in your lungs. And therein causes a cascading series of events that ultimately can lead to your death. And ivermectin has anti-inflammatory properties that a lot of doctors have sweared by for a very long time. And a lot of doctors have been prescribing it successfully for that. And only with the Joe Rogan situation 
did the media start blowing up about it when I know doctors who've been prescribing it on their own for over a year? In fact, my niece had a terrible case of COVID and her doctor prescribed her ivermectin for the anti-inflammatory properties, not the the uh, anti-parasitic properties, but for the side benefit of anti-inflammatories. And she felt better within 24 hours, and I'm not making that up. But the media can't handle it. They can't process it. They can't deal with it honestly, reflectively, calmly, because they're traumatized. And so I, I, I say this moving forward, given their hysterical, and it is a hysterical, unhinged reaction to Aaron Rodgers. It is a hysterical, unhinged reaction. Given the media's reaction, you should know moving forward, they're not capable of fairly, honestly, respectfully and level-headedly dealing with this situation because they have clearly been traumatized by it given their work in Los Angeles and New York, major cities that were devastated by COVID. They've got PTSD from it. And unless they're willing to get themselves some therapy, we shouldn't allow their trauma to impact sound scientific reasoning moving forward. And by the way, If you are a healthy, in-shape football player and you get COVID, the odds are you're going to be fine. And when you're surrounded by a bunch of teammates who are vaccinated, they're going to be fine too. And when you're interviewed by a bunch of people from the media who have been vaccinated, they're going to be fine too. No one was in danger from Aaron Rodgers in any way, shape, or form. If they were in danger from Aaron Rodgers because Aaron Rodgers was unvaccinated and did not have COVID, then they are in danger every time they get on an airplane because an airplane can fall out of the sky. It hasn't, but it could. The same way Aaron Rodgers could have had COVID, but he didn't until now, and it was caught thanks to testing protocols. The media is too traumatized to continue honestly, fairly, objectively covering the COVID situation. Now, I want to honestly, fairly, and objectively uh, brag on the Eden Pure Gen 40. Uh, a buddy of mine actually texted me yesterday. Uh, can I use it outside? You know, I've mentioned I use the Gen 40 outside on my porch. Now, to be honest, it is, it's better inside. It heats up to about 1,000 square feet, but it's got a fan on it. And so I've got a gas heater outside, one of those big tall ones that uh, puts out the propane flame. And it spreads out far. But when people sit on my front porch on Sunday night when I have people over, there are a couple people who may not have the heat of the flame. So I can use the Eden Pure Gen 40 and I can point it at them and it keeps them warm. It, It blows hot air in their direction because it's not just a heater. It's a fan as well. You can use it during the summertime with just the fan option. It works great. Uh, you can heat up about a thousand square feet inside uh, very efficiently. It helps lower your power bills from what Eden Pure tells me. I can believe it given the way that fan circulates. What you can do is get $20 off their lowest sale price right now by going to EdenPureDeals.com and you'll see my name, Eric Erickson. Click on me and you'll see the Eden Pure Gen 40. Put it in your cart and at checkout, you put in a discount code. The discount code is Eric Heater, E-R-I-C-K, And the word heater, no space, Eric Heater, you will get $20 off the lowest sale price and you will get free shipping on the Eden Pure Gen 40. It's a heater and a cooler. You run the fan, you can run the heater, you can run the heater and the fan together. It works and it helps spread heat around very nicely. Welcome. It is Eric Erickson here. The phone number is 877-97-ERIC, 877-973-7425, should you wish to be on the program. 
when we come back, I will take your phone calls when we come back. I don't have enough time in this segment to do justice to your phone calls. So I will when we come back. I've got a couple people who want to talk about Aaron Rodgers and, and other stuff. Um, but before I move forward, I want to just mention the written. And I'm going to spend a little time on the Kyle Rittenhouse trial uh, probably in the third hour of the show when I get to it. But uh, the media is in a meltdown today because the judge's cell phone went off yesterday. During the trial, the judge's cell phone rang, and it was Lee Greenwood's God Bless the USA. Lee Greenwood's God Bless the USA. You, you know the song, and I got to tell you, it's not my favorite song. But progressives have gone nuts claiming that it's the MAGA theme song and therefore the judge is a white supremacist for the Lee Greenwood song going off in the courtroom. These people are severely broken. It is, it's sad to see so many broken people over this screaming about a Lee Greenwood song. Um, it is, it's, uh, it, l- let me just play. Well, I, ca- I can't even get into all of the clips here because they're they're unedited and so long. But you've got Eli Mistel, the the guy who sees race and everything on uh, MSNBC, saying that uh, the judge is clearly biased towards white supremacists with that ringtone. Yes, the judge is biased towards white supremacists with the ringtone, God bless the USA, because it's the MAGA theme song. It's And he's not the only one. There are a ton of progressives on social media calling for the judge's removal because it's a ringtone. These people are unhinged and deeply broken. It's sad to see. I mean, the people who are triggered by God Bless the USA, they are broken souls who need our prayers. All right, when we come back, your phone calls. And also, uh, you got to understand what's going on in the suburbs right now to understand the lay of the land in the United States. When we come back, let's have a walk through the American suburb. And you thought these last two years were crazy. Welcome to 2022. It's coming up and nothing makes sense still, especially in business. If you're a small business owner, good luck getting financing from a big bank right now. I can offer you a fantastic solution if you're looking for $750,000 or more in financing for your business. First Liberty Building and Loan. Let's say you want to buy a new building or you want to refi existing debt or you want to buy a company. Basically, you see opportunity for your business to grow, but you've hit a wall with the mega banks getting financing. That's where First Liberty Building and Loan and my friends, the Frost family, come in. They solve small business financing problems better than anyone I've ever seen. They say yes, where big banks say no, it's that simple. Look, just do this. Spend 10 minutes with them. Call them, First Liberty Building and Loan. Say Eric sent you. In 10 minutes, you'll know if you're a good fit for their program. Go to firstlibertyga.com. That's firstlibertyga.com. They help small businesses nationwide in all 50 states. Firstlibertyga.com. 